welcome to the 1% Podcast. My name is Avi Wiswer, social media influencer and motivational speaker. Every week you hear an inspiring message. We hear from a person that is on their journey to success. With each episode, I hope that you can take something valuable with you, become 1% better in your life. Thank you for stopping by and let the growth begin. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the 1% Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for showing support. Thank you guys for showing love on every single episode. I have another guest with me today, and this man is trending, trending, trending. Um, Kid works. I'll give you the the, uh, floor. You don't want to introduce yourself. I don't even know how to introduce myself. I'm just, I'm Kid works, knowing your damage works. Uh, Artists, I am a orator. I'm a a self-proclaimed MC. For those that don't know, it's a master of ceremonies. The ceremony that I'm proceeding over is is uh, my life, my own life. The ceremony of my life and those that I'm attached to. Um, I'm a father. Uh, I'm an actor, and I feel like it. Uh, I'm a model, if they pay me. <laughs> uh, other than that, I'm a tribesman. I'm just out here growing, glowing, taking this shit day by day, this journey of life, trying to observe to the best of my ability and report to those around me what it is I observe so I could be of service to them on their journey of so-called life. I want to start off, um, what, were, what was the childhood like with, with Kid Works? What transpired to, as we've had conversations, countless conversations, the wisdom, the, the experiences, the knowledge what was what was the childhood like for Kid Works? I was raised with by women, my mother, my aunt, my grandmother, um, my cousins, my male cousins, my uncles were the male influences in my life. I had to the to the for lack of better terms, I had balance. If I look back in hindsight, it's twenty twenty, I had balance. I had strong male figures, whether people look like the dean the actions they took is quote unquote right or wrong, irrelevant. They were strong. I had strong male figures in my life. Um, they choices impacted my choices and my choices ended up being negative. But I had balance, hence why now I could be a nurturer to my tribe and a protector because I had those strong women who were showing me the opposing I guess, side of life. The men are showing me one side of life. The women were showing me a whole other side of life and basically trying to remind me that that was an option for me. But as a young boy becoming a man, looking to be a man as I got older, I just wanted to follow in the footsteps of you know the men and what they do, regardless of whether people seen it or saw it as right or wrong. And I, as a child, because you know, you're going to misconstrue what you see, I just molded it into my own version of what I thought I was seeing at the end of the day, realistically. So I took my own path. Ended up being my own standalone deviant and uh, heathen of the world. What did that, uh, you talked about an alone journey. What did that look like? The alone journey? Shit, when I got kicked out the crib at like 16, when I was homeless, when I was bouncing around just trying to make life make sense as a kid. As a kid becoming a man rapidly, like just rapidly becoming a man on some overnight type shit. Like you gotta just do what you gotta do. And then just surrounding myself with what I considered to in that moment be the people that I should be around, that I deserve to be around, that I needed to be around. 
and I wanted to be part of something, part of a family. I wanted to be protective. I wanted to be, I wanted to be the dog off the leash. Yeah, you know I mean, for uh, to, so to speak. I just wanted to be the dog off the leash at that age and stage. I had so much pent up shit. I'm like, I just want to be associated with y'all, and I need somebody to protect, and I need these people to protect, and I need to be able to go. I need to be on go mode. So, I just I dedicated myself to being on go mode for a long time, and just didn't really know where to direct it until I got older. And then I started recognizing the paths that were always in front of me, but I just refused to see, refused to take, refused to traverse the lowest hanging fruit. I spoke about it before. So I always went for the lowest hanging fruit. Knowing I was designed to go for what was at the top of the tree. What did it, I want to, I want you to take me through, what did it feel like being uh, kicked out of your house? What, what was that? Take us, take us through that. That feeling. That was wicked because I remember I was playing DMX. I can't remember exactly what it was coming to me at some point. I don't remember exactly what DMX song it was, but I know I was playing DMX. And that shit was mad funny because they came in. You don't play that in this house. And I was like, all right. But they telling me I can't play because he cursing. Why are they cursing at me? And then I'm just like, I was just like the, the logic. Like I couldn't, I couldn't make the logic logic. Like my brain just wasn't, it wasn't working for me. So I glitched out, had a little teenage moment. I think I had a little glitchy moment. And it was like, you got to get out this house. Like, if you think you a man type shit, you know, get out this house. There's other kids in this house that you're going to infect their way of thinking, and you're going to impact them, and that's going to affect them in a negative way. So, you know, choosing the group over the individual. Get the fuck out. You're not for the tribe. You got to go. So I went, and I went willingly. Like, I ain't put up no fight. I went. And it felt like shit. It felt kind of crazy, and at the same time, it felt great, and it felt freeing, because I was like, I don't want to be here. I don't feel like I should be here. I don't feel like I should be told I can't listen to music that's cursing if if you're cursing at me and cursing. Like, I couldn't make that make sense. You know, maybe I was just a, maybe I was just a really shitty kid, and <laughs> maybe I was. Who the fuck knows? But what I do know is that I couldn't make it make sense, and since I couldn't make it make sense, I was cool with what the outcome was. Because I was going to make life make sense for myself. So shit just got simple for me. It got rough as fuck. But it got simple in the sense that I was just going for me as an individual. Whatever that meant in that moment. I was going to make life make sense. You talked a little bit about, you know, you were wanted to surround yourself with, a, with, with people that you wanted to be influenced. What does the, the circle around you, how does that influence your success determining where you go and your trajectory in life. Why is the circle around you, why is it so important? The current circle, the previous circle, or the circles in Circles in general. in general. Circles in general are important because these are the people that are reflecting what our current level of awareness of who the fuck we are is, our current level of self-appreciation, self-love, self-worth, self-value. Those people are at that moment a clean mirror reflecting exactly where we're at. Because we don't never at any point want to surround ourselves with the people that are 10 leagues below where we currently are. Or we see people sitting where we once were. I.e., if, if, if I used to stand on the corner and I made it off the corner, I'm not going back to the corner because I know everything that comes with that corner. I.e., if I used to be a hoe, and now I found someone that sees more in me and there's the life I want and she could be in the home. And I, 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 Pardon me. She's not going to go back to the hoes that she was hanging out with because she knows where it's going to pull her. 
she knows who she's going to become <clears throat> in essence, in reference to the fact that they are a reflection of where she once was. So the people we surround ourselves with are the people we think we deserve to be with, whether we realize it or not. I don't give a fuck if people don't realize it. That's on them to glean at any moment in their life if they have what's called a moment of clarity. Some do, some don't, some are meant to, some won't. It's not for me to decide. It's just what I observe to be true. Those people that circle you put yourself in, it's going to make or break you sometimes. It'll be your prison or it'll be your parachute to save you or it'll be your wings to allow you to fly. But more than anything, they truly are just a mirror, a reflective surface in real time showing us where we are currently at, what we believe we deserve, more so what we think we're worth. Hmm. I kind of want to take this into... Um, I really want to know, as somebody as as I see to be extremely self-aware, where did this, the self-awareness, where did it come from? And if somebody's struggling with self-awareness, clarity, how can one gain that? Uh, I read a lot. I take the time to sharpen my mind. My mind is a tool. My mind is a muscle. My mind is a double-edged sword, is a weapon, is a shield. The more awareness that I develop when it comes to how the world is, what the world was, and what the world potentially can be, the more I strengthen my ability, the deeper my ability to interact with people with a deep level of conscious self-awareness, understanding and understanding that I am having an actual impact on a living being. Just by my interacting, like you said earlier, I entered the room, something changed. Maybe, maybe not. I just understand so deeply in my mind and my heart and my soul that this is a person who has a whole life and a whole lifetime that I'm not privy to. And I'm engaging and interacting with them. And I don't know, like I told you before, timelines. Is this the last time? Is this the first time? This is going to be the best version of you I see. Is everything in your life going to go downhill? Is everything in my life going to go uphill? Will we never cross paths again? So why would I dishonor these moments by not doing my best just to fucking be present? No more, no less. We all got so much shit going on in our personal, individual lives. I could have my phone face up to see if the alerts are going off at the corner of my eye. I'm playing it off. Like, ooh, like nah, it's weirdo shit. My shit face down for a reason because I'm so hyper aware of what the distractions are. And a lot of us, I don't think we aren't self-aware. I think we aren't ready to look. That shit sucks when you see what it is. That shit sucks when you see life for what it is. That shit hurts when you see people for, for who they are, what they are, how they're living, what they're doing, the people that are around you. Because then you're truly taking a look at yourself, what you're doing, who you are, who you've become, who you thought you would be. Mm. That should either eat you up and then because it only happened on some self-referential level, remember it was the moment of clarity as I referenced it earlier. That means it just, all of that shit I just exposed, that just happened for an individual in the blink of an eye as they sit in their bathroom first thing in the morning like, fuck am I doing my life? It hits. And then they're like, I don't want to go down that path. So what do they do? Jump back into their loop. Head first. The loops. The negative The Negative, negative loops. feedback loop. Negative feedback loop. How, how can um, where I want to go with this is how can one break out of that traumatic negative negative loop? 
I don't know if it's a breakout or if it's a just recognize for now what you're in, just taking the time to recognize what you're in something at all. A lot of people are unaware by choice, blind, deaf, and dumb, by choice, a lot of times, that they sitting in a loop of their own making. I say it's got to be by choice to some degree because if you're an adult, a consenting adult, you know where your money's going. You know where your original dreams were. You know how it started when you were younger. You remember your journals. You remember your promises that were made. More than anything, you remember all those promises that are broken. So as an individual, as we review our own life, I said it before, I'll say it again, I'll say it until I'm in a grave and my body is rotten in that coffin. Hindsight is 2020. Foresight is the gift of the gods. And when you can look forward and recognize the patterns that you as an individual have sat in, you will be able to shape, shift, and change your life in real time. But it becomes the most painful daily decision to make because that means you might have to start trimming and cutting off the fucking fat. Well, what's the fat? The people that are trying to keep you where you're at. That's it. The the thing about it with it is, and uh, something that I'm trying to push past is um, the reflection, the looking in the mirror and actually doing the inner work. Because sometimes we, we see it, right? We know what it is. We know what it, we know how it affects us. And we know how to, how, as you would presume, affects other people, mm-hmm. how we can stab somebody without actually stabbing them. They didn't, they didn't give us that stab wound, but we're just going to give it to them anyways. You know what I'm saying? And how how we can change and alter somebody else's life because of our hurt, of our pain. And it's that loop that we just continue and we just don't want to break it or just say, you know what? It ends here. My pain and suffering to the person, to the individual that didn't deserve it. Now I need to look myself in the mirror to not hurt anybody else. Mm. And... Where I want to go with this is how did you how did you look in the mirror and say you know what this the, the the trauma that I have the pain that I have how did you look past and say you know what I'm not gonna affect or infect anybody else but more or less affect it in a positive way going forward I accepted the fact that I was gonna infect them regardless that there was no way around it I sat with that 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 hard pill to swallow that no matter what. If I stayed in their life or if I detached from their life because of the fact that I've entered their life, I will have an impact on their lives. So the, 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 that moment of realization was I have to stay vigilant and create a level of due diligence that I will live up to day in and day out. And then it became painful because it was like, that means I got to be the bad guy to the people closest to me in certain moments because I see things in a way that they're not understanding or overstanding or even perceiving to be possible reality until it transpires. And I'm like, fuck, I'm trying to help you. I don't want to see this happen to you. I don't want it to transpire. But if I try to stop it from happening, in essence, I'm almost assuring it to happen. It's paradoxical at best. At its worst, it's it's self-destructive if you don't then take ownership of the fact that you have an impact on the people around you because you'll try to drown out that idea and thought with drugs, women, meaningless interactions, TV. Pick your fucking poison. 
any of them could potentially be your individual poison. I don't get to assign what a person's addiction and or vices, but it's on the individual to observe themselves honestly, openly, to even recognize that they might have one or they might be using a person as one, an escape, escapism. So for me, I looked in the mirror and just saw a fucking hole and I recognized that I could fill it, that I could patch it through my actions, no more, no less. And I accepted that cold truth that I already knew what the actions were as every single one of you as adults do because you're knowledgeable, you're experienced, you're versed, you've lived. So you know what works for you, you know what doesn't. You know who works for you, you know who doesn't. That's why my opening statements of getting revved up and what went viral and me saying like, I'm pouring all this energy into other motherfuckers just to not get none of it back. At a certain point, you stop ignoring the truth. And it resonated with people because, again, I'm not special. Everybody's going through the human experience. But all of us are doing our best to pretend we're not. As we show that highlight reel, glasses never came off just in case my shit didn't look right. This is real life, man. Like, I don't know what the fuck is going to be for anyone else. And I just accepted that cold, nasty, disgusting, hard pill of truth. That it's all on me. I want to see my girl do better. I got to become a version of me that she's never imagined. So she can fall in love with him or choose to not be with him because it's not what she wants. But she'll have the choice based on me living in truth. I'll be the best version of me so that my brothers can see what it is for a man to stand on that plateau and stand there proudly in the storm and not fall. And then keep walking when the storm is over to show him where dry land is. I got to be the one to take that step. I got to be, I kind of stop being afraid to be alone. Stop being afraid to be the bad guy. Stop being afraid to people not understand me. I made the fucking choice. And from that moment on, because of the fact, and it really was a big trigger because my sons got taken away from me in 2018. So for me as a man, I felt powerless. To have gained so much power physically, to have gained so much stature for going on BT and having all these positive moments and DJ K Slay hosting my mixtape and blah, 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 the fanfare and all this shit, that means nothing. Because all that meant everything to me was taken away. So as a man, I felt like I had nothing. So when I sat in the mirror, yeah, I had to look at myself for who I was and make a decision. Well, I'll be honest in this moment. Is this the winner, the version of myself that I once dreamed? Or am I living as the loser, the version of myself I promised myself I'd never become? But as I organically became it, lied to myself along the way to say it wasn't happening and oh not me because I'm special right mm. I saw my truth I, I saw myself I noticed switch it <laughs> so where I want to go with this is you talked to you you dabbled a little bit on the experience of life the meaning of life mm. What is your interpretation and the meaning of life? Uh, God knows if I could tell you. Uh, I don't know. I think each individual has to discern what the meaning of life is for them on their journey, and it would be very foolish of me to think that I have the ability to tell an individual what the meaning of life is when life in and of itself is still a mystery to the majority of us, if not all of us on this planet. Maybe somebody has that true answer. Like, what is the meaning of life? What is your meaning of life? Let's My go meaning there. of life is just to be I exist to be. I am here to be. I am here to observe. I am here to experience. I am here to absorb 
what I choose to at this stage because I've recognized my ability to absorb and redirect what I absorb when I choose to absorb. Whether that be information, emotion, energy, vibe, it's whatever. I'm just, I'm hyper aware that these are the moments we can't get back. Maybe it's because I have a greater appreciation of life based on losing moments I can't get back. Maybe it's because I sat in prison and can't get that back. Maybe it's because my grandma and my little brother died last year and I can't get no moments back that I already wasn't having with them before they passed. Maybe it's because my sons have aged up year after year as if I went into prison since 2018, even though I fucking been free and I can't get none of the moments back. So maybe it's because I had something akin to a psychotic break and my personal meaning of life became to stop lying to myself and to stay convicted to that idea that I won't lie to myself. And I refuse to fucking lie to you for you because you're lying to yourself. And if me being around you in this moment means I need to lie to myself to make you feel good, then we don't need this moment. I just, I made a decision. I was so tired of being broken. And then I just kind of snapped and recognized I can't be broken. I'm still here. Mm. I'm still doing everything. I'm still in motion. And that was the moment of I'm unbreakable. Not because I can't be hurt physically. Not because I'm not getting hurt day in and day fucking out. It's because that shit really ain't breaking me. The idea of what I thought broken was. I was wrong. Over and over and over again. So I accepted this is my fucking moment. And every day going forward is my moment as long as I have breath in my fucking lungs. And I'm a gift because I was gifted with life. So therefore I must be a gift as each person is. But does each person recognize themselves to be a gift? Do they act as such? Do they honor themselves as such? If not, all well and good. I'll observe it. I say to myself, what's your meaning of life? Fuck. To be. My meaning of life is to be. Recognizing that my being... In my existence, I am of great importance and none at the same time. Mm. To my children, I am everything. To the world, I am nothing. To my wife, I am a protector. To a slide, I am just some dick. I recognize the ebb and flow of everyone's existence to the smallest degree. I'm observing. And I recognize I have the ability to be the observer or the person to interact. My meaning of life is to ebb and flow between observation and interaction. Be the best version of myself while ebbing and flowing. Ebbing and flowing. Mm. Rhythmic patterns of existence, yes. Some people, uh, I just wanted to... Some people don't know what that means. I personally know what it means, but some people. Yeah, that's why I go over. Yeah, rhythmic rhythmic patterns that are presented and observable. Uh, We all ebb and flow, whether that that rhythmic pattern be happy in the mornings, sadder at the end of the day once everything is done, whether it be happier at the end of the day or sadder in the morning. Everyone has an ebb and flow of emotion, an ebb and flow of action, an ebb and flow of reaction, interaction. I am just that person that that truly, truly is doing his best day in and day out to become clearer in my observation of the ebb and flow of the human experience. I've always thought of emotions 
feelings constantly in motion. That's why some people have mood swings, and I feel like we all have potentially could have mood swings because of how we feel in the morning. Like you said, we could feel groggy, you know, after a workout. Anything could change in a split, a split of a second, and that's my interpretation of what emotions would be. Um, and we sometimes try to neglect those emotions or ebb and flow or as if, oh, we should just be feeling a certain way all the time. But to me, I feel like that's unrealistic. We can't no. feel a certain way. Oh, it's just going to – I've always heard of something. Um, there was an analogy I saw, and it was if your life – when you look at when you look at a heart monitor, if it's straight, that means it flattened out. Mm-hmm. It means that you died. Mm-hmm. And when you're living, it's constant up and down. That's how you know you're alive. So if we think about it on a on a sense of are we really living if we flatlined? And the answer is no. Metaphorically, example examples of that we died. So the whole constant of ebb and flow is to know that we're living is that we have a heart. We have a heart monitor. It lets us know that up and down is as we go. And to me, I feel like that's how emotion should be. Life is going to be obviously like that. And that's how I feel like we should approach it. Hmm. If I'm hooked up to that machine, if I choose to stand up before they say it's time for me to go, what does the machine do? So, I think that flat line depends on who's looking at it, when they see it, and what each person's version of death is. Because I can say I've died a thousand times in this lifetime already based on the moments that I felt were my lowest, my ego death, my, my losses in real time that took pieces of me I'll never get back, so I know pieces of me died. I could be hooked up to that machine right now, metaphorically speaking. I could wait for that nurse to come in and give me the all clear to go. Or I could have that moment of clarity and ask myself, why am I sitting here waiting? Unplug and just run. So if they don't turn that machine off, until they do, it's going to seem like I flatlined. So depending on where that monitor is and who's watching and observing, is it death or is it my freedom? Because I do like what you said. And I think there's truth, deep truth to that. And I think at that same time, there's the other side of that coin. And it depends on from what lens or what ledge we stand and observe from. Because you're right. But so is the person that ripped that shit off and ran. They right too. Hmm. And they both flatlined. Perspective perspective mm. I do like that I do like that I, I I don't let myself visibly if I ebb and flow I can I control it if I want to raise my pitch I raise it if I want to dig deep into my pain I dig deep into it and I let it come out that's just because I got to a stage that I'm able to have emotional range control quote unquote and discernment to 
observe when is the right time, quote unquote, to use these emotions because emotions to me are tools to me for me. I am aware of my emotions. I observe my emotions. I interact with my emotions when I choose to, to the best of my ability, overstanding that my emotions exist whether I want them to or not. So I'm not that crazy person that's like, you got to get rid of hate. You got to get rid of love. You got to get rid of... There's nothing to fucking get rid of, first off. Like, we're human beings and the ebb and flow is internal. So yeah, emotions, thousand percent, always there. I have an overstanding of the affect that emotions have on human beings their ability to remain in the realm of logic, their ability to remain of service to themselves and those around them in states of quote-unquote heightened emotion. The more range that we build within ourselves and the more we take the time to observe what our emotional ranges are, the more we recognize that if we interact with our emotions and end up engulfed in an emotion then that emotion has the ability to take us off of our conscious chosen path so to a degree yeah 100 percent emotions we can't get away from them shouldn't get rid of them then you just create a true true psychopaths who just will pretend to have emotions and then do wild wild horrible things behind the scenes we need people that have emotional range and emotional discernment and we need places that we can go to be comfortable, to be free, and to express. We need outlets to express. We need people that we can express to and express with. I don't believe we need what we are seeing, which is an outpour of emotion without direction. Uh, emotion without observation. And emotion, a lot of times, without beneficial rhetoric. But because we all have the ability to infect each other's thinking, which will then have an affect on our day-to-day, -day, depending on what content we're absorbing, what podcast we're listening to, what YouTube video we're watching, what Netflix documentary we're watching, what Hulu documentary we're watching, what Amazon doc we're watching, we're being pulled in one direction or another. And it's all designed just from a marketing standpoint, to stir emotion. With that being known, oh, golly, I fucking refuse. Because I started realizing that I don't even know if my own emotions are real. Not in the sense that, am I feeling, like, yeah, I'm feeling this. But I started observing, why the fuck am I feeling this? Is this really what I'm feeling? Well, what's the root thought behind this feeling? Can I identify it? Can I dig deep to see where this idea in my mind comes from? And then when I started doing that, that shadow work, I realized, fuck, it's not my idea. That's not my original thought. So if that's not my original thought, fuck, who the fuck am I? Fuck, back to the drawing board. So, yeah, I realized on a personal level, at least maybe just for how it, emotions are within me. There's an abundance of them, an overabundance of them. I have a fucking outpour of emotions, my damn self. I want to love with all the intensity of the world. And if I hate, I want to hate with all of the fucking fire of the sun and hell. I don't care. I feel like it's all right as human beings to know what all of those emotions are because we experience them 
regardless, right? So yeah, know your emotions. But once you know them, do you have the ability to tame them? Or every time they occur, do you allow them to tame you and then you are just reacting to them? And that's for all of us. Because I know I used to react to everything. Everything. And everyone. Hyper aware. Worst part was I was choosing every time to. Recognizing and literally seeing my other option. But I was maybe trying to fit the mold. Maybe I have to do some more work to get that exact answer. Maybe trying to fit a mold I thought I was supposed to be in. I do know that in that moment, when I look back to what my thought process was, in that moment, I'm honest with myself, it just felt right. Why do you think so many people have a have a problem with feeling their emotions, identifying their emotions? Why do you think so many people either get scared, run away, look too much into it? Why do you think people just don't want to face those emotions? Some people feel like they have the inability to articulate how they feel to others. Their vocabulary is limited. That limited vocabulary will make a lot of people that I've witnessed in real time just become physically violent. That's A. B, maybe, for those that don't have that issue, social upbringing, social conditioning, religion, family. Impossible. We blew a bow in real time. I'm assuming the, 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 the only day that I decide we'll use this light. Well, this ain't no it's real. Must have been speaking the truth. Keep it rolling. Yeah, ain't nothing. Ain't Keep it rolling. rolling. Ain't nothing wrong. Yeah. We just lost the light. I was just, I was just, so the people We lost the light weird. because we are the light. We are the light. Yeah. So nobody <laughs> think nothing weird happened. Like, you know, we'll brighten this up and post that. No worries. It's all about the content of this conversation. But, uh, we all have the ability to discern. We just don't like to exercise it because it's an overwhelming amount of emotion. You'll have to, at some point, hold back to be more advantageous in moments where you might want to be super passionate and speak your mind, but you're like, you're finally accepting there's nothing that you're going to gain and nothing they're going to gain from you speaking in this moment. Just let it be. Mm. That means you got to hold back a well of emotion. You didn't get your moment of satisfaction because you got to express yourself, especially if with someone that might have the ability to express themselves. So some people don't express themselves because they don't know how. Some people don't express themselves because they know they shouldn't. Some people are afraid. Some people are conditioned. Some people's religion. There's too many variables variables, and too many people for me to have a true, true answer. I can just tell you all the, the things I've observed thus far, and that's a bunch of them. There's way more, most likely. Time will reveal them. If I do more research and observation, that'll reveal it. But as it stands, a lot of it has to do with lack of vocabulary for those that you know, resort to violence quickly um, because they're not dealing with their emotions properly. Uh, women that cheat when they're emotionally overwhelmed, that usually stems from, not to act like I know everything because I don't, I just have done a little bit of research on these topics, but a lot of times that'll stem from emotional trauma from childhood, possible physical trauma, possible sexual trauma, but nine times out of 10, emotional trauma. And nine times out of ten, having to do with a male figure, hence why they then will look for certain male figures to self-destruct with. Literally, no more, no less. They'll have, like, their guy at home, and then when they go into that mode, because we have negative feedback loops, positive feedback loops, someone to go self-destruct with. Guys do the same shit. 
we'll have the girls that we know. It's like, this chick sniffs coke, this chick does molly, this chick does this. My girl don't do that. I don't want to do that. This is the best version of me. I'm righteous. Oh, we having a big fight. Oh, let me just call her and see what she's doing. We all will create the moment. We'll create the out. We'll create the excuse. I said it before in a fitness video, I think it was. We're all just waiting for that right excuse. But that right excuse is just the excuse we've always been looking for. It was always there. It's just this is the day we'll use it. Knowing that most people won't want to call your bluff on it because then... That's the mirror you don't want to look in. You're going to call me out on my bullshit. I'm not going to call you out on yours. 40% rule. Everybody's operating at 40. You go past it. They're not going to call you out. They won't get called out. They'll just rather drag you back. Talked about letting go. Detachment. Um, Law of detachment. As somebody is, I'm able to articulate my emotions. Um, detaching is hard. Um, and I feel like that stems from childhood. I feel like that stems from pre preconditions, past conditions, um, and it has affected personal relationships. It has affected my personal being. Mm. Why is detachment? Why is it such a hard thing to break? Hard thing to break or hard thing to use? Both. Huh. Uh, if somebody detaches from you. You don't have the ability to quote unquote break it because you never had them. Yeah. Reality, we never had any individual. They lent themselves and their being and their essence and their time to us. Let's say they allowed us to rent their time. The payment we thought was the equivalent exchange of our time given. Sometimes we recognize in hindsight it's not always equivalent. Sometimes you recognize more might have been given during a time period than another was willing to give. It could be a plethora of things. That's that's something we don't have the ability to change. We can't change someone's ability to recognize that they can detach from us, whether it be family, friends, cohorts, flunkies, whores. Doesn't fucking matter. Like literally, it doesn't matter. Anyone at any moment for no reason with no explanation can just detach. No contact. Ghost us. I've had it done to me. No lie, I've done it to people. If you're one of the people I've ghosted, uh there's only one of you I still talk to. You know who you are. Everybody else. It's just who I am. It could be a self defense mechanism. It could be us running away. It could be us not ready to deal with something, or it could be us just literally being like, I don't owe you an explanation. Because I know for me, 99% of it was, I just don't owe you an explanation. Because for me, personal speaking, if I drew this line and I set up these barriers and you're in my world and you're hyper aware, I don't give a fuck how much time passes. You don't get a pass to play blind, deaf, and dumb when you're ready because you feel a fucking type of way today to cross over and step on my shit. That's wicked. So now I'm supposed to pretend, right? Oh, so now I'm supposed to doubly fuck myself. You fucked me. But now I'm supposed to, in this moment, not be like, yo, what's up? What the fuck is this? What are you doing? No, 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 no. I don't want to upset you. I'm putting you before me? So now fuck me and let me pretend and live in the lie you just created that you didn't know you shouldn't have just did that? Wicked. That is super wicked. Right. So we can't break someone's detachment 
from us because that's us trying to become a slave master. How do we detach from other people? Mm, choice. Choose the pain. You know it's going to be painful. That's why we don't do it. We know it's going to be lonely. That's why we don't do it. We know it's going to be confusing. That's why we don't do it. We know we're going to question ourselves. That's why we don't do it. And we are so comfortable with being uncomfortable with the uncomfortable reality around us that we'll just stay in it. It's the 40%. Everybody's at 40%. I know what that 41% feel like. I felt it. Uh, but nobody's going to go with me. Fuck. I got to be alone for real? Well, then who am I going to be around? Am I ready to go? Now all these internal questions that we don't even want to acknowledge just flash through our minds so we just stay in a groove. We don't detach because it's scary to detach. No more, no less. And I'm telling people to stand on the precipice of their own lives and then observe it and be willing to jump. Leap of faith. You're not jumping for anyone else but you because you can't jump with anyone else but you. If anyone else jumps, it's because they chose to. But scary truth. When everyone's sitting here at 40% and everyone's afraid to jump, who's going to be the first? If there's no first, no one moves. Why did I look in the mirror and see something new? I knew I could change reality if I just started moving. Body in motion stays in motion. A body at rest stays at rest. What the fuck am I sitting still for? What do I have to gain? This isn't even a moment of sitting still. We're building. We're creating in this moment. We're not stagnant. We're not stationary. For someone appearing that doesn't understand or understand what's happening, they might say they just sitting there. They ain't doing shit. To each their own. I ain't here to explain it and make it make sense to them. How do you detach from people being comfortable with that idea right there? I ain't here to explain it and make it make sense to you. You get it or you don't. Am I on a mission for real? Well, what does that mission dictate? Where am I at at the stage of this mission? Are the people around me advantageous to the mission that I said I'm on? No. Then am I really on that mission? Am I a man on a mission or am I just a man that exists, as many do? Am I a woman on a mission or am I a woman that just exists, as many do? Choice. The fuck makes anyone special? Their daily choice as we look at them and pretend that they're just not another human who lost the mom, lost the dad, lost the brother. We'll lose a mom. We'll lose a dad. We'll lose a brother. We'll lose a loved one. Potentially lose a child. Potentially lose their favorite job that they worked 25 years and then see it coming as a rug got swept from under they, they, they fucking feet. They hold like changes in an instant. Choose. You think it's the same thing for acceptance? That's why it's so hard for people to accept? Because you gotta, what's true acceptance? True acceptance means all that shit that I don't like with everything I do, scary. That's a ledge a lot of people will look at and not want to walk up to. So they fake accept people. They partially accept people. I love you. I love this part of you. How do you know I love this part of you? Because every time you show me this part, I act different. I act funny. I try to make you question that. Oh, no, you're acting like this again? Hey, I love you. Everything, you're perfect. Everything's great. Everything's great. But this isn't all I am. I'll show you this. You act funny. Hmm. I kind of want to take this in the direction of kid works as we see him now. Successful. Far from it, but I, I would. You. 
I appreciate you. I'll just be honest with you. Because I successful. Dreams. Hey, listen, I'm a I'm a, I'm gonna say it how I see it. <laughs> successful. I appreciate you. Trending. But it, it it didn't happen like this overnight. It did, but it didn't. Duality. Well, I know it didn't. Because I know people see they see the version of you now and they say, Oh, what where was he? Where was he? It happened overnight. But I know the the nine hundred posts that you posted on your Instagram. I know the 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 music that you posted for ten years. I know all that. What's the the dark side to Kid Works? As they've seen the light, they've seen the positivity, they've seen the the aura, the changing lives. Mm. But what is the dark side? Mm, that's a good question. That I still am dealing. That's uh, first of all. I want to say that's. Uh, I, I watched Diary of CEO. Like Michael Barlett, he asked that question, and I want to be able to know. <laughs> That's a good fucking question. Um, so I'm not taking I'm not taking credit by any means. That's that's his. I take just... the credit that you asked it though, because you did, uh, and you posed it the way you did. So it's still coming from you, just like I said before. I'm just recycling all the information from the teachers and the mentors that I chose to let teach me. That's an honor, but I appreciate you crediting them. I'm at that point where I try to credit everybody that I be when I speak, who I'm speaking from and whose voice it is. I just every other fucking paragraph be citing like twenty different people. <laughs> so I just try to, you know, but kudos to you. Um no, uh, my darkness is I that this is me. That this doesn't turn off. That's dark. Because I'm like this with my wife. I'm like this with my kids. Um it's a result of being broken over and over and over again. So I don't have an off switch for this, uh, nor do I care to create one anymore because the more I tried to create that off switch, the more broken I actually felt. Uh, so I had to stop. I had to stop because I, I'm not going to choose self-prescribed delusion and insanity when I finally saw things clearly to the point that it was undeniable. I give a fuck how anyone feels now. I'm seeing it, I'm showing it, I'm proving it, I'm living it. You can't tell me it's not right. You can tell me it's not right for you. You can't tell me it's not right as a base reality. And that was the point I wanted to become. I am finite by choice, while at the same time being amorphous. I am finite, I am limited, I will fade, I will go. But I am amorphous. So even though I seem stagnant in my stoic ways, at the same time, if I see the next level of existence and can transcend to it, I'll be the first one to tell all as I do. Because I don't have to be stuck in one state. I flow. And if someone chooses not to, that's their fucking choice. But that's a self-prescribed punishment. Because we're all amorphous beings. We're all going through the ebb and flow of reality. Fears, doubts, excitements. What I want today isn't what I want tomorrow. Who I am today is not who I was yesterday. More importantly, yesterday's price ain't today's fucking price. Stop hitting my fucking DMs for this free shit. But, um... <laughs> think this is weird, bro. <laughs> like, I be... Like, I be trying to hold my composure. And I'll be like, just, just spaz real quick. Just spaz. But I'm like, nah, 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 nah. We'll give him some clickbait at the end. Gotta give him the clickbait. We'll give him the clickbait Listen. at the end. We'll give him the hot and spicy... Gotta give him the clickbait. Like 20, 25. But, um... Nah, it's it's a fucking choice, bro. I you nobody can convince me that all this shit ain't a fucking choice. The game called life. Hmm. I think 
at least for myself um and at least i know i've tried to change for people i know i've tried to alter myself Same. i know i've tried to change who i am to fit their version of who avi is who they believe you to be and who they want you to be and in doing so I've broken my heart a lot of times, but that's nobody else's fault but mine. Facts. Because I didn't have to alter. I didn't have to change. I didn't have to shift. I did that. Choice. Their infection affected the way I viewed myself, affected the way I presented myself, affected the way everything went about. Mm Mm-hmm. Why do you think people change themselves to to fit another person's per, persona or perception or ideology or to fit social norms? Why why do you think people that's that's the one right there. Social norms. Are we all conditioned and designed to? Are we bred to? Are we taught to? Doesn't TV teach us to? Movies teach us to? You look at all these high school sweetheart movies and all this other shit. Are we literally being taught to? Even if you look at, like, the gangster movies and shit, don't the gangsters always get the one girl that they're being soft for? Like, isn't it some? It's always kind of conditioned to. We're supposed to kind of change for the right one, right? We're taught that. Yeah. I'm not here to unteach anything. I'm here to offer an alternative. And that alternative is to, at the earliest age and stage, if possible, not be disrespectful, not be raunchy, not be crazy, but learn who you are as fast as possible. What moves you as an individual? What drives you? And with every bit of courage, hold on to it as your beacon. Because what that beacon is is our glow, our light, our flame, our spark. And a lot of times, because we just want to be accepted, we want to be loved, now, on the hierarchy of needs, we need human interaction, but it's not the first thing we need. Mm-hmm. So when we start to get to the point that in our mind it's the most important thing for us, then we've just lost sight of what our true needs are versus the illusion of the wants replacing them. We'll then feel like it's our duty to conform. It's our duty to fit in. How could it not be? You join a basketball team, it's your duty to learn basketball culture. You roll and do jujitsu, it's your duty to learn the culture. We're all looking to conform. Don't get it twisted. I think we get to the point that we look at people we've conformed for and we ask, did I conform willingly, consciously, knowingly? And then if so, what the fuck? Why? But we only ask that question when, drum roll, in hindsight. The only reason we don't ask it during is because then, acceptance. We're only accepting the part of them that we know. We're not even trying to see the other parts. Talk about my darkness, my rage, my darkness. The fact that if I'm in the wrong situation, I get into a fight and I don't really hold myself accountable and stay in that moment. All that pain might come out and I might put my dumb ass back in jail. Or I could be the smartest person possible and use all of the emotional range and control I have to recognize my worth, my value, and that somebody's just trying to take me off the fucking board. 
But in that moment, am I feeling weak or am I feeling strong? And in that moment, what am I really willing to do? How far am I willing to go? And what am I willing to sacrifice? We each have these moments. Day in, day out. Sacrifice, conformity, obscurity. I don't think there's a single person on the planet that's not looking to fit in in some way, shape, or form in somewhere. I think we just need to be reminded of the fact that we are just that, looking to fit in, looking to conform, and first and foremost recognize who and what we are as individuals, and then pick and choose where we want to fit in and if and when we want to conform. Because you're allowed to just float. But if you're going to float, float knowingly. Don't float blindly, deftly, and dumbly, as many do. I got two more questions for you. What is something, as you are growing 1% better every day, mm. I already know, what is something you want to become 1% better in this year? Get into the fucking bag. <laughs> I'm not even going to fucking, we're not even going to sugarcoat that shit. It's Short, sweet, into the simple. Yo, it's, it's money talk this year. Like, I have done the groundwork to build myself up. I have done the foundational work to have a good structure as an individual. I have done the foundational work to set up a good home base for my daughters and my wife. And I'm, I'm doing my due diligence to create better, safer spaces for my wife and children to flourish and grow. So the rewards of this lifetime are not supposed to be handed to me because I'm fucking out here begging for them. The rewards of this fucking lifetime will be mine because as the kings of the past, I will do the fucking work needed to build my kingdom and have those in my circle that recognize the worth that will fight with me, not for me. Because I will stand at the fucking forefront of every battle that life affords me. There's a lesson. I'm just here to learn. Mm. 1% better daily. Just keeping the flame ignited. I'm doing everything in my power to add the Kindle to it when it's needed. And then having enough wherewithal to know when I need to just let it let it burn a little. Let it let it let it chill out. Discernment. More of it. In a bag. It's a it's a must. Last question. Um I know I have asked you a lot of questions. Is there any questions you want to ask me? Uh, I will say that one question off the board is uh, that I've answered a lot is why did I start the podcast? Oh, I would have never asked you why you started the podcast. That's too generic of a question. Uh, I don't even think it would behoove anyone to ask such a generic question because without even trying, that's the go-to question because we're on a podcast. It's like asking, why'd you wear that coat today? You're asking because you're seeing it. That's superficial and surface. I always ask people questions that are derivative and driven from you know acknowledgement of pain point. You put yourself on the limelight. Most times we do that because we're trying to make a change. Part of it is because we're looking for acceptance. 100% part of it is because we're looking for acceptance. And we want to be heard because we don't feel like we're heard in certain aspects. So my question to you, if any, would be, um, did you feel like you weren't being heard? And if you weren't being heard, specifically by who? And not oh, why did you start the podcast? Who did you start the podcast for? Who did you want to hear you? Mm. We all have someone. For me, a lot of what I did was my mom. I wanted her to hear me. So my question would be, who, if anyone, did you want to hear you 
or want to hear you? Who did I start the podcast for? Wow. That's a... If anyone. Who did I start the podcast for? I started this podcast... For the younger version of myself and for the version of myself right now. Reason why being younger version of myself is I didn't have a lot of people. I had people that guided me. But when I really needed guidance, I didn't get it. Hmm. I told you my, my I, I we briefly stole, uh, talked. My, my father wasn't really around. He was in my life, but he wasn't present the way I needed him to be. Mm-hmm. I started this podcast because there was a lot of adversity, challenges, obstacles that I had to face alone. No guidance, which caused me to grow up, which caused me to mature at a younger age, which some people may see me now and they say at 23, oh, you're 23 or... I thought you were 28, 29. You're, you know, the appearance, the, the, as some would call the aura, demeanor. I had to teach myself some things. And as I'm still learning, as I still am trying to figure out ways to teach myself in departments that I'm not knowledgeable in, I'm doing this because the younger version of myself needed it. Didn't have that guidance. Didn't have that protection. Didn't have that leadership so in making these episodes the younger version of myself is happy because he had to figure it out on his own he had to fail on his own and when he did fail or family friends partners didn't believe who had to see the way Mm. i did when people said that i wouldn't play college basketball i would never be on a college basketball team who had to see that little lavi when people, when I first started the podcast, when I first started my social media journey, what did they say? Oh, you're not going to do it. You're not going to achieve those, those the, the great heights. You're not going to achieve the, you're not going to be around great people. But what are they saying now? And it, in the, the moments where I have not been myself, in the moments where weakness has caught me, where emotion has caught me, where I've been heart, heart hurting, heartbroken. I still had myself. Mm. And as I'm learning to to be by myself, as I'm learning to appreciate that time, the version of myself that needed it was the younger version that needed that healing, that needed that guidance. And still to this day, I still need that guidance. I still need all of it. So I surround myself with people and I look towards people that may have the guidance, that may have the answers. So I'm able to seek the answers. That's why I make this podcast. So in essence, since we are reflections of ourselves and you making it for the younger version of self, you making it for all of the people in that age bracket, all of the young boys who at whatever age of yourself that you're speaking to, that inner child, whenever you realize what you were lacking or wanted or needed as a child, you're, you're aiming to feed that. And if you're aiming to feed that, that means you're aiming to feed all of those that would have reflected that exact same age, 
stage need and yearning. That's a also thing. also I want to be able to the young adults. Uh, so obviously, there there's a lot I've been going through as younger, but young, mm-hmm. young adults, and hopefully, you know, people that are older than me can can learn something from this too. Anyone can learn from anyone, bro. Especially if you're giving your truth. We learn from somebody giving a lie as well. We just might not want to take with us what they gave. But yeah, it don't matter what age bracket somebody is. I can learn from you the same way I learned from my my four year old. Mm-hmm. I learned from my from my twelve year old. I learned from a random person. But I will pick and choose who I will give my time to, which is why I said before, I ain't fucking trying to hear nothing from niggas that's underneath me in the sense that if I was in your circle with you and you had that energy to shit on me and all that, I don't want to hear you underneath me. I don't want to hear nothing from you. That's a reality. But everybody else, bro, you're here to reach the world. That's why you're doing the work to reach the world. You're putting yourself up on the cutting board to be observed by strangers and judged and... Potentially shadow, just like any single one of us sitting up here on this cutting board. But you don't give a fuck. So that in and of itself, pass off to you. You're doing the work. Stay the fucking course. You'll reach the world if you're meant to, but more so if that's what you truly yearn for. Mm-hmm. No more, no less. Nobody can stop you. You can stop you, and then whatever forces above us can stop you. Other than that, do the fucking work, bro. Kid works. It's been a pleasure. Um, Pleasure's mine. Hour long conversation. Everything. That was an hour. That shit flew. It was an hour. Um, where could the people find you on, on social media? At Kid Works on all platforms. K Y D Works. Knowing your damage works. At the Encore Podcast on YouTube. Uh, unrehearsed. Search Kid Works. Unrehearsed. But you search Kid Works, you'll see these music videos. That Lost Dynasty channel. YouTube at I am Kid Works. Everything is Kid Works. Knowing your damage works. Stay the course through the work. I'm everywhere. I'm everywhere. Everybody tuning in. I want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for showing support. Thank you guys for showing love. This is the 1% Podcast. I'm out.